0: All right, you can be seated, yes. All right, so, baptism, that's what we're talking about for just a minute. Now, here's, here's sort of like where we're at. I, I, I've already taught on baptism a couple times um, in the last month. I usually do in October, um, and I was sitting with my kids this week, and they're talking about church, and I said, well, church is different this week. People are being baptized, and they're like, is that that thing where you push people underwater? And I'm like, that thing. Um, and we were sort of like, I was, I was like, do you understand what you're seeing when you, they're like, Not really. And then I heard that like the, and so I was explaining it to them, but then I heard that the, the, the kids from We Watermark, uh, f- I think five and up, are all going to be in here. Are you guys here? Is there, all right, all right, we got some. We got, good for you, right, just hand up, right on. Good to see you guys. Okay, so, um, I realized that like, oh, this is a chance for me to talk to the kids about baptism, to understand what they're seeing, because it's weird, right? There's people getting in a tub and going, and you hate bath time, and it's hard, it's difficult. Um. <laughs> And my son's like, well, why do they use water? Um, and is it cold? He asked me if it's cold. And here's the interesting thing. This is a bonus for the adults. Uh, there's an ancient book uh, in the Christian church called, called the Didache, which is like sort of a manual for doing church in the first, second, and third century. Um, and in this book, it has specific instructions that the water should be as cold as possible. That was literally part of the sacrament. So I don't know what to tell you. It may be cold. No spoilers. I haven't been in yet. But I'll be in there with you. And so will Sean. And, uh, and we're going to dunk you. So, but I want to talk about that this week. So, um, real fast. So, um, I want to start off, kids, by asking, like, have your parents ever dragged you to a wedding? They put you in a tiny tuxedo or something. And, you, and it's adorable. We love it. You hate it. Um, and, and, and you go, and everyone's sort of, like, sitting and facing a thing. And it sort of looks like church, and there's even a pastor. But then two people walk down and steal the show, right? And she's, she's dressed up, and he's dressed like just all the other dudes. Um, and... And so there's this, and you're like, wow, this is interesting. And if you understand what you're seeing at a wedding, it's basically, you know, there's this couple, and, and they've been sort of flirting with this romantic love thing, but the wedding day that you go to is, is this, you know what the romantic love is? It's the butterflies. It's like, oh, and you feel that. But the, the wedding is the day where you move past the romantic love, where you sort of it, it 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 takes a back seat, it becomes subordinate to everything else to so this commitment that you want to make to this person, and what it is it's sort of this the wedding is sort of this public display of two people's commitment to spend the rest of their lives together um uh Stirring each, each other, sort of, towards their sanctification in Christ, helping each other be more Christ-like every day, to live this thing out in the lives of each other. So, and so, every day they basically wake up. You know, uh, it's the day when it all changes. It's it's the day when sort of um, all sort of the, the the relationship's not based on a feeling. It's 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 based upon a a commitment that, like, no matter what happens to you, no matter what you do, I will always be there with you, like Jesus. The whole thing is 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 framed on the existence of Christ and, and in his, his presence and his relationship uh, with his church. Um, no matter how terrible we get that this person um, is committed to helping us walk through it, um, that no matter how many times we fail, that they're, they're committed. And the atten- it's, it's sort of this commitment that, like, I'm gonna do everything I can to be like Christ here in this way, um, to be generous and gracious and forgiving, to live um, for your goodness. And if both people are doing this, um, then it's a beautiful, flourishing, wonderful, life-giving thing. Um, but marriage, the wedding day, that thing that you went to, where you saw the two people dressed up and and they read these vows and they put rings, they put jewelry on and stuff. Um, that's the day when these two separate stories sort of come together to tell one story. Um, it's where each person, where the bride and the groom sort of receive. Not just, where, not just where they present the other person with like, hey, here's the life that I've lived and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm giving that to you. It's just, it's also receiving the life the other person has already lived. The, per, the, the way that they were raised, the way that their parents raised them, and it's a way of seeing all that and saying, it doesn't matter what was in the past with the story, your story is going to become my story because we're going to be sort of like one person now. When, when after this day, after the marriage, when someone thinks of me, they're going to think of you. And when someone thinks of you, they're also going to think of me because two become one. Um... And and this is what the marriage is. It's the day when when everyone who was there used to look at them one way as two separate single people and now they look at them as like a household. Um and they're going to bring children into it and they're going and, and they're going to do work and there's just all these possibilities that are that are there, right? And so that's what marriage is. That's the wedding day is the day that they tell the world that this is who they are. It's the public profession of their commitment to each other. And, and honestly, the commitment may have been there. They may have, without the marriage, they may have like, stayed together and loved each other their whole lives, but the marriage is the day that they step up and say, hey, everyone, we want you to know what this is, okay? So baptism is very much like that. Baptism is a wedding for the soul, all right? It's, it's sort of this, it's this moment where the bride and groom, the church and Christ, uh, the, 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 the person that joins the bride of Christ. Uh, it's when we sort of affirm, like, this is who you are. This is how we're going to see you from here on. A brother or a sister in Christ. You are one of the family. You are one of us. Um, and part, like, it's the ceremony where, where someone who has been interested in becoming a part of the kingdom of God sort of makes the commitment, jumps in, and makes it public to the world. And so no longer will they look at you as just this person. Now they look, like, they no longer just say, oh, that's just, that's Tommy, you know, from this neighborhood and from school. Now it's, this is Tommy. He's actually, um, part of your descriptions would be he's a a Christian. He's a member of the church going back 2,000 years. And the saints who have gone before are, are, are witnesses to all of this. They see, and they're welcoming you in, and we're welcoming you in. Um, And it's in baptism, your past is sort of merged with the the church. And I mean, the church, if there's some things that you've done in the past and you don't feel like you're good enough to be a part of the church, just remember the church has done some terrible things in its past too, many, many terrible things. But every time it does, God always brings them back to a place of repentance and welcomes them back uh, into God's presence again. Um, and this is how the church functions. And sometimes when, when marriage gets hard, when mommy and daddy are, you know, sometimes, sometimes they are you, the way you and your, and your siblings do, right? Um, remember that their commitment, they, they, in these moments, they remember the commitment. They remember that ceremony that, that, that everyone gathered to see and they remember like, oh no, I made a commitment. And so no matter how much I'm feeling this way, my commitment is to be Christ-like, to be loving and generous and gracious, and to work for the good of this person that I'm really mad at. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's one of the roles that the commitment plays. And, and, and the baptism is no different because there's times when you feel a lot of guilt. You feel a lot of, like, I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. My life is not Um, is not Christ-like, I don't feel like I'm like Jesus at all, and I tell a lot of lies, and I I stole some stuff from Billy, or whatever, like whatever it is that you're like, you feel bad about, and you don't want your parents to fight, just remember, um, baptism speaks to that, because as the Christian, as these things rise up in the Christian, and we feel like I'm not good enough, and I can't be a part of this thing, and God would never accept me, we remember that the church baptized us, which means we're in, which means we're committed, which means we're here for you, you're here for us, and we're all in this together. So it is the day when sort of like your soul is wedded to the church, um, the body of Christ. And you're one of us, and, and we are committing to your journey and your sanctification and all of that. Um, and uh, there's this passage in Matthew chapter 28. Uh, and where Jesus said this, where He gathers His disciples after His death and burial and resurrection, He gathers His disciples on this hill, and He looks at them and He says, "He says, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to, I want you, disciples of all nations, and I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit." And so the idea here is that anyone from any nation can enter into the church. You are welcome to come in. Um, that we want you as our brother and our sister, and we want you to follow Jesus and reorder your life and reform how you think about everything in light of what Jesus said. That's what we're doing. We are a unique, separate people in the world, and this is what we're after. And so we become disciples of Jesus in our baptism. And we begin, you know what a disciple is? A disciple is simply just a word that means a disciplined one. Somebody who is, regularly disciplining themselves to become like Christ. And it happens in relationship. It happens around the dinner table when we're talking about Jesus and when we pray and when we gather to worship. It happens all the time, but it's you are are a disciplined person. You're disciplining yourself to become like Jesus. Um, And we begin to follow him and we learn from him and God joins us and God helps us. And one of the ways that God helps us become Christ-like and disciplined is through the church. We join you and we help you think through what it looks like for you to become more and more Christ-like every day. And so, I hope that as you're seeing this today, um, that you understand sort of what it is. Um, We use water because Jesus was baptized in water, and there's all kinds of symbolism there. But ultimately, it's a ritual, it's something that we do to welcome people into the church. Um, It has been what Christians have done for 2,000 years, and it will be what Christians do for another million years. this is how we, we, we bring people into the family. It's, it symbolizes a new life. Um, it's almost like getting like a new name and a new title and a new identity and all of that. So I hope as you, as you, uh, as you watch what's happening here this morning, I hope you understand and I want you to try to pay attention and, and understand like look into the people's eyes that are, that are about to get the dunk, right? Like look into their eyes and, and imagine like, oh, they, they understand that they are, they are from this day forward following Jesus. They are letting the world know that they are Christians. And they are willingly, even if there's baggage attached to that word, they are willingly taking it upon themselves, as Jesus did. As Jesus takes your broken identity upon himself, it's a Christ-like thing to do. And saying, I am working uh, for the good of the church, which is ultimately for the good of the world, Um. And so that's what baptism is. There's a lot more to it, and I've talked more about that And Ask Your Parents, and you can talk to me about it if you'd like, if you have questions about it or whatever. But that's what's going on, and I'm not even sure I explained it in a way the kids would understand, but I hope I did. It's a lot like a wedding. Um, I don't know. Uh, so that's what we're doing. And so what we're going to do right now is, uh, is, oh, I forgot to tell you, we're also taking communion today. We haven't taken communion as a church since March of last year. We take it... It's, it's something I desperately miss. It's something that has, I think, contributed to like, the lack of being able to take communion together. It's something that I think has contributed to like division, and I hope it can be a part of the healing. I hope that it can be a part of like, um, understanding and seeing each other at the table, no matter what our disagreements, no matter what our differences. If you put the body of Christ and the blood of Christ on the table, the Christian will gather around with everyone they disagree with because it is what we do. It is what brings us together. No matter what we bring, no matter how holy and Christ-like you are, no matter how sinful and pagan you see yourself as, when you come to the table, whatever you bring, it doesn't matter. We all receive the same thing. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you. And so the way we're doing this is we're gonna ask everyone who wants to take communion. If you don't, uh, you can come out this door or you can go out that door and go sort of go around. But if you wanna take communion with us, it's set up at the tables out here. Um, we're gonna go right out these doors and take a left. And there'll be somebody there to give you sort of, um, I, don't, I don't remember how they're doing it. They might be dipping for you. But we take the bread, we dip it in the wine, and we eat it to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, it's the last thing that Jesus did at the table with his disciples um, and others there. It's the last thing that Jesus did before he was taken away and crucified. Um, and it's, it's, it's the first thing that the ancient Christians did every time they got together. Because it's a remembrance of the suffering of Christ. It's a remembrance of what we possibly may be entering into when you join the church. The things you may have to give up and sacrifice in order to, to move towards Christ. It's hard, it's difficult. All of this symbolizes all of that. So we're gonna go out these doors and right over here for communion. And so if you would stand with me one last time before we go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray a, a, a prayer over all of us for communion and then I wanna close us out with the Lord's Prayer. Um, and then we're going to go out. And if you're being baptized, come right over here to the tank after that. And, and the rest of you gather around as well whenever you're finished. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for the sacrifice of your son. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the witness of the saints through, uh, through the centuries, carrying on this, uh, this narrative, this story for us to take part in and live out. I pray that we would be the people who allow ourselves to be broken and poured out for the world around us. That we would be willing to, and able to put aside those things that we see as our rights and our privileges that we would put them aside so that we can remain in relationship with who you have called us to remain into relationship with our brothers and our sisters Uh, may the things of the world not separate us um may the things of the cross actually unify us and do the healing that needs to be done not just in our church but in the church in general in our country i pray that uh, that would all start right now thank you father in your name new millennium was going to be baptizing some people today as well pastor nearly injured his leg and actually had to get surgery on wednesday he's doing fine but they had to bow out of baptizing their people today he of course a pastor should be able to baptize their own people so um i think some of them are here today joining us though um and so if you were i was looking forward to that i know many of you were as well to having sort of this joint baptism service but i think it's just going to be us baptizing our people uh today and uh, maybe when their people get baptized we can join them as well Um, and so you're dismissed go on out here if you'd like to take communion that way if not you can come out this way you can go out another way out the back door, out the side whatever and uh, let's spend some time and then gather around the baptismal